0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Baggies broadcast. It's season four. It's episode 32. My name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined by a man who is already trying to rinse my wallet in a trip to Nando's by buying his children food. Mr. Joe Massey.
1: I am, mate. I am. very. Oh, you've gone early with this, have you? You've decided to just go straight in. Uh, No messing about.
0: You can't mess around with him when it comes to food, mate. You You know where my priorities lie.
1: That's true, that's true. I mean, obviously, look, hugely disappointing season for Albion, relegation confirmed. But has it really been a season? Has it really been a season with no fans in? Is it just, we just sort of pressed pause, didn't we? We've pressed pause on life. I think the real real thing that mattered this season was Albion versus Villa, Mateus Pereira versus Jack Grealish, Joe Massey versus Luke Hatfield. And there was only ever going to be one winner, wasn't there?
0: There was until Jack Grealish got injured.
1: <laughs> I'm sure everyone will know what we're talking about, but if you don't, uh, we did have a bet at the start of the season. Um who will get the more the most goal is it goal involvements? Yeah. This new phrase that's sort of become very hip last sort of five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Who will get the more goal involvements? The, the, the magical Brazilian that is Mateus Pereira, or that chap that spends a lot of time on the floor, Jack Grealish. I went Pereira, you went Grealish, and what was the outcome, of Luke Hatfield?
0: Well, um, the outcome of the original bet was that um, we were playing through a different website. Um, <laughs> but did which... you
1: agree to change the terms, Luke? Did you I... agree to change the terms? Do
0: you know why I agreed? Just to keep you happy, mate.
1: Well, you've kept me very happy, mate.
0: Oh, I have indeed, and you are trying to you are trying to push your winnings much farther than they will go because not only yesterday did you did you. You took time after the game to ring me alongside uh, Mr. Joe Chapman from the Birmingham Mail to let me know. But then you were also trying to say, oh, I'm going to get a kid's meal for my little ones. Like, no, you are not.
1: I'm bringing my whole family for this meal,
0: mate. Oh, well, they're getting water. And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe some peri nuts to share.
1: It's going to be me, my wife, my little boy, my little girl. I'm going to try a few things. I'm going to get my sort of staple. I tend to get a pitter from Nando's, but it's one or two things I'd always fancied trying. But if I'm not paying for it, then I'll have a little few little little sides, maybe a little extra. Someone's recommended to me a Sunset Burger this morning. Never had one of them, but...
0: Sunset going... Burger's decent to be though.
1: Thing is, I'm going to arrive very hungry because I obviously want to make the most of it. So I'll get my staple and then, yeah, I might get a little Sunset Burger on the side and... Yeah, my little boy loves the plain chicken. He's all over that, so he can have that.
0: I hope they enjoy watching you eat, because that's what they'll be doing.
1: Well, if 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 people get their kicks from watching me eat an awful lot of food, then that's absolutely fine. But I will be sat there and I will be eating an awful lot of food. And whoever comes with us, I'm sure you'll let us know very soon. I will be recommending that they, too, eat an awful lot of food.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'll get that out of the way now, Um, just because you mentioned it. I was going to save it. The Baggies Broadcast Fantasy League. We we decided that the winner would would join us for Hernando's, didn't we, Joe? Um, And of course, the loser of our bet would then be paying for them. Uh, Unfortunately, it's me. The winner. (laughs) Makes me happy. Happy to announce uh, is Mr. Josh Kettle. Uh, His team, (laughs) (laughs) Bristol, Dallas.
1: Oh yeah, uh, we still don't know if Josh Cattle's any relation to Trevor Cattle, do we?
0: No, we don't. But he um, he finished strong, 64-point game week. Um, and yeah, overall it was a really good season for him. 2,444 points was the best. It won uh, the Baggage Broadcast League. So Josh, uh, make sure you drop me a DM on Twitter. Um, and I will get back to you and we'll organise a date that works for everyone, not including Joe's children and wife. Um, yeah.
1: If you could let him know in that DM if you are related to Trevor Kettle, because if you are, then you probably are just buying a meal for two, Luke. Oh, really? Yeah, I've not been very nice about Trevor Kettle in the
0: past. Yeah, you're not going to turn up if he's there?
1: Not if Trevor Kettle rocks up, no. (laughs) (laughs) You should pretend. You should get him to tell you he is related to Trevor Kettle.
0: Oh, yeah, 100% I should. Um, But, yeah, I look forward to that, Nando's. I don't look forward to paying for it. But um it'll be good it'll be good fun and I'm a man of my word, so I will pay up. Um although oh, Jack Grealish, good. I mean his shins have, have hurt me this season.
1: Yeah. Wow, well, yeah. played
0: two thirds of the season.
1: Pereira's missed games, mate.
0: I mean he missed he missed the last day, which by the way I thought was set up for the script was written. For for me to to make a a startling comeback on the final day. I don't
1: think the script was ever written for that, mate.
0: Oh, yeah, it it was written. I mean, Pereira out. Uh, Make that what you will. We'll discuss it shortly. Um, And Grealish starts, plays the full 90, but no goal involvements.
1: Oh, did he start and play the full 90?
0: Yeah, he did, he did, he did. He did. I watched the game. Um, Good result for Villa as well. Um... Nobody cares, mate. Nobody no, cares. Um, people listening to this don't care. What they do care about, however, is, is a not-so-good result. We'll talk about the big big Sam and his announcement after this. I just feel like we should probably get the game out of the way first. I don't know. Maybe, I just, it's the, it made sense to me.
1: Okay, so the game, Albion played Leeds. They lost 3-1. How Robson-Carno scored again. <laughs> Albion played as if they had half their eyes already on the holidays, which they've probably booked. Um, All Alic of them Street. going to Portugal All of them going to Portugal, Spain Sam Allardyce has already confirmed he's going to Spain He has got, a, he goes to a nice little village in the Costa Blanca or whatever you call it um, with his wife um, Allardyce didn't really seem like a man that was just lost 3-1 after the game because normally when he loses a game he is an angry, angry man um, Wasn't that angry really, I don't think um, Yeah, and that sums it up really Albion were Comfortably beaten by a Leeds team, who didn't really get out of third gear. It had very much a final day of the season feel to it.
0: Mm, uh, a fitting end to what was what's ultimately been a poor season. Formation. Um, are you really going to
1: analyse this? Are you You're really?
0: Gonna I, <laughs> I'm going to a little bit just because like I do the fan videos and I issued a big thanks to everyone who who helped me out with these over what has been a challenging season. By the way, without fans in grounds. They were angry about the formation, Joe. They were not happy. And i tell you what, I tell you who else wasn't happy about it being changed partway through. Dara O'Shea, again.
1: Yeah, he wasn't happy.
0: Um,
1: all right, well, uh, I mean... Uh, to we'll, be me quick.
0: we'll be quick about this game, Joe. Don't worry, don't uh, worry.
1: All right, it's dead air time, really, because Abbey are going to have a new manager, they're going to have a host of new players, they're going to be in a different division next season. So I don't think we really have to analyse it to the cows come home, but... Albion did play what was effectively a 3-5-2 um, yesterday, um, but it was a very unusual 3-5-2 uh, in the sense that Philip, Matt Phillips and Callum Robinson were a front two. And when Albion had the ball for an extended period of time, they looked like they were, too, they were where you would expect two strikers to be. Mm. Um, but obviously, as a front two, they had licence to almost go wherever they liked, but as soon as Albion didn't have the ball, um, which was an awful lot of the time, they would go and protect their wing back on whatever side of the field they happened to be at that moment in time. Mm. So one of them didn't stick to the right one of them didn't stick to the left. They just knew that out of possession, they basically had to get in and make the formation of five, five, zero. Um, which is what it was. It was a 550. Five, a very um,
0: attacking formation, Joe.
1: I mean, it's dynamic. It's dynamic.
0: <laughs> uh, for Lincoln.
1: Uh, so, I think it's a little more a little more exciting than the 6-4-0 we saw at Anfield.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, think there's a sure. bit
1: more ambition than the 640. Um but but not a great <laughs> a great deal more. And it was just unusual because when they were both wide, there was obviously no focal point. So it made it very, very hard for Albion to get out. Um There just was no target man, really. There was no one who could hold on to the ball. And like I mean, Harold Sakano, I wouldn't call him a target man, I'd call him a deep line playmaker, but it, he'd have been great, really, because he can't the ball does stick to him. He does hold it up, he does bring up. he does lay it off and bring others back in. But he wasn't there. Mm. Um, and that meant that. I felt Leeds were so comfortable. I mean, look, Leeds were comfortable for a number of reasons. One, they wanted it more. Two, they're a better team. Three, they sort of were playing for for their like in front of a home crowd for the first time, weren't they? And it was they were saying goodbye to Pablo and Andes and all this. That in the yeah, it was an emotional day for Leeds. It might you never know? It Might be Bielsa's last night game as manager there, but it probably won't be. But you never know. Mm. Um, they had a lot riding on you know, it. Albion didn't have a, Really well, I've been relegated and like I said, it looked like a lot half the players not all of them it has to be said, but half the players maybe had an eye on their holidays and Yeah, I don't but I have to say I don't think the formation helped. Um it was very, very um It was it was negative, wasn't it? It was negative.
0: <laughs> negative to put it lightly. Uh Daroshe, he'll I mean I don't think he'll be happy that big sam's going but i'll tell you what he'll be happy about not getting dragged off after about half an hour every other week um
1: yeah i think um you may want to like oh look with every manager doesn't matter who who the manager is there's there's always players at a club who are happier than others um I'm not saying there's a room, not, It's not a dressing room split, for example. But you are going to have players who are just a bit happier under that manager than, and if, if, especially if they're not playing. And there was two instances yesterday. Um, Darrochay came off, and he had he did have a heated exchange with Sam Allardyce um, when he when he when he came off, and he had a sort of frank conversation. You could tell he wasn't happy about being substituted. Callum Robinson. Um, similar really he just went straight down the tunnel um, mm. he, didn't, he didn't say anything to others but he went straight down the tunnel sort of shaking his head and you could tell as well he wasn't happy um, to be substituted either um, and they're two players who I think you would argue you everyone can see will feel and I think everyone would understand their case yeah. that they, they should have had more playing time this season Um they haven't. Um, Dar O'Shea keeps getting hooked. I mean, he was hooked in the second half. Obviously, it is a bit different to being hooked twice in the first half. But whenever Albion play three-five-two, 5 O'Shea seems to get hooked at some point. Um, and I do think that's unfair because I can't remember the last game he was hooked after half an hour. But he definitely was. He, I mean, when he came off at of that game, he was, he, he'd basically been the best of the three centre-backs.
0: Was it um, Wolves? I'm just might, trying to think. Might um, have been Wolves.
1: Might have been Wolves. I think it was Wolves. Um, and last and yesterday again, he I, I, I think he played better than Shami Ajay yesterday. Mm. Um, so again, he was unfortunate, um, really, really unfortunate. Um, yeah, look, if Sam Allardyce wasn't leaving, if we if we knew Sam Allardyce was going to be manager, first game the next season, I got a feeling those two things don't happen.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I don't, I don't think O'Shea reacts. I don't think Robinson goes down the tunnel. But we know he's off. We know that he's got no influence on their careers anymore. And I think they showed their frustration to the they showed the frustration they've probably felt for a while towards him in that moment.
0: Mm. Um Pereira didn't feature. Injured Fans, and we touched on the video, we touched on this in the video. Questioning whether or not that injury is as legitimate as maybe some people are saying, because he is a valuable asset who could be worth a ton of money this summer. Is it worth risking him in a game which doesn't matter a whole lot? Sam Oldice is already eyeing up, you know, wherever he's going to go in his holidays. Is it worth risking a player who could potentially get injured and scupper a big move? It's happened before with Albion where fans have thought this. I think Johnny Evans was one where every January it seemed like he picked up a little bit of an innocuous injury, um, if I'm right. And of course those injuries may well all be legit, but it always creates debate amongst fans. What was your kind of thought process on this one?
1: Um My thought process is there have been players in football over the last X amount of years that have done absolutely that. Yeah. There are players in football over the last 20, 20, whatever, that have carried on playing when they do know they're moving. For example, Sam Johnston played yesterday. I'm not saying we know for sure he's moving, but there's a very good chance we think he will move this summer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I heard I heard early on that Pereira was injured. I heard all week that he was doing absolutely everything he could to try and be fit for the game. He really wanted to play. Mm. I personally think one of the reasons Mateus Pereira has played so well the last couple of weeks is because he's putting himself in the shop window, um, because he wants to stay in the Premier League, because he wants a big money move. Therefore, I think there's a part of him that would really want to play against Leeds, Another opportunity to show what he can do. But the gods and his truth is true, I don't know. I don't know. And I, and you know what? I don't care. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't care. I don't, whatever he's decided. If if he's injured, he's injured. If he Mateus Pereira decided he didn't want to play, Mateus Pereira decided he didn't want to play. If Mateus Pereira's agent is in his ear and said, look, can't we just give this one a mess? like, this is your future, it's one game, um, you don't want to get an injury, who he might he might be being advised that way. I'm not really big on that. Like I think footballers, th- given giving giving footballers an excuse of their agent or whatever agent's in their ear, I think footballers have got to be big enough and old enough to deal with themselves personally and do what's, mm. do the right thing. But Mateus Pereira is hands down the best footballer I have ever watched on a regular basis. Um, he cost Albion nine million pounds. He was absolutely sensational last season. He was, he's been brilliant at times this season, particularly over the last sort of two or three months. He is a superstar for me. I absolutely love the bloke, and I'm not, I'm not going to whether he did play or didn't play. And I generally don't know. I generally don't know, but I would I, I, I'm, honestly for me. I've just—it's just been an absolute pleasure to watch him. I think he's done absolutely everything he can over the last two years. Um, I really do. I don't think anyone could have asked any more for him from the moment he walked through the door from Sporting Lisbon. I don't think anyone could have ever imagined that we'd have a player that Albion fans talk about in the same category as like Laurie Cunningham.
0: Mm.
1: So I think let's just say thank you, Mateus. Thank like it, you've been an absolute joy to watch. And if you go in, you go in, but. You've had me on the edge of my seat, mate. You've been brilliant.
0: Better than Jason McCarthy? Ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> moment you said the best player you've seen over a long period of time. I thought Jason McCarthy was your favourite, but okay. I love Jason
1: McCarthy. Love Jason McCarthy.
0: Not quite a Pereira's level, don't no?
1: It's not quite a Pereira's level, unfortunately, but he's got a lot of solid
0: attributes. Could still make the England squad, mate. <laughs> Could still uh,
1: happen. Trent... Trent
0: Trent might not be going.
1: That's what I mean, if Trent can't. Um, Shut up, mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. let's get on to the big talking point then. Big Sam announced um, after the final home game, uh, West Ham, there was a statement published on Albion's website um, saying that Big Sam had made the decision not to carry on with the club after the conclusion of the season... Uh, he gave his reasons. I thought he was quite honest with them um It leaves Albion with a with a an even bigger summer coming up because we knew that the squad needed work on the pitch, but now there needs to be work done in the dugout as well uh and it 's an appointment that 's got to be done correctly hasn 't it because if you if you don't do it right, then you never know what could happen.
1: Yeah, of course. He is the most important. The manager is the most important person at the football club. I know in, when you've got a technical director, you can always make a case that t- obviously the technical director hires the manager. But for me, it will always be the manager um, who's the most important person, even if they come and go like buses, it feels like. Um, yeah, massive decision. So we said all along, um, well, I said all along, I genuinely didn't know what Sam was going to do. Mm-hmm genuinely did not know it was I was I was absolutely baffled because I'd sat in press conferences where I was they finished and I was convinced he was gone um absolutely convinced he was gone then he did strange things really like go to the under 18s game yeah um play Robson Carnu and Carlin Grant and Grady Dean Garner and bring Jake Livermore off the bench and all these things and you're like well he's gotta be doing that with an eye on the future um but then his demeanor again you were like is he off i just i just didn't know i I, I thought it was very 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 unclear um either way and obviously now he has um well he did announce on wednesday that 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 he's leaving It, it he says it's because of age. I, I absolutely believe him. It's almost as if it's the point that... His point is, I think he wouldn't mind one more year. Mm. I don't think he'd be against one more year, but he knows if Albion got up, he would really have to stay to keep them up, uh, to try and keep them up. And he's, he's, it's, he's 67 in a couple of months. He doesn't want that. He won't... He'd, doesn't want to be that man he keeps saying he kept saying in the press conference i'm not long term anymore i'm not long term um and which is which is crazy because the short-term firefighter thing is something he fought against for a very long time
0: yeah
1: um but um now he's sort of embracing it and saying that is who he is now i think he look crystal palace haven't got a manager if in christmas time crystal palace are in the bottom three having re-live their Frank DeBoer dream, then I wouldn't be surprised to see Big Sam going for six months and try and keep Palace up or someone like that. Yeah. Um, But he's he says he's not long-term anymore. I believe him. I truly believe him. I asked him at that press conference if it was to do with the budget because obviously the budget was an issue. Fans are worried about the budget. He said, no, it wasn't. He then had a press conference on despite that story that didn't sort of stop people saying it's because of the budget, it's because of the budget, which is understandable. Like you've got to question these things and um, I don't massively know why Sam would lie, Um, but people still didn't really buy it. He had another press conference on Friday and he sort of angrily reacted to that suggestion. that It was because of the budget. He was, he was basically, he was like, he told people to shut up. Like I told you to shut up a couple of minutes ago. Um he told he said if you're saying this is any other reason than my age shut up is what mm-hmm. Sam said. Um because it just isn't true. He's just not in for the long haul. Um And yeah, that's where we are with it. Um Strange strange strange. Uh, look, I like to think I'm better than than judging everything on one game. I don't I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be like just swinging emotionally from one match to the other um, making my dis- right judgments on people but I really really thought that it was a blow to lose Sam when he when he announced he was going Um for, for the main reason that I've got no doubt that he would have built a, a strong side in the championship mm. Um but I think Leeds was very flat. He hasn't, he's made it clear, really, he hasn't got the appetite for a battle. And you can tell, I think the way O'Shea and Robinson reacted yesterday just rung a few alarm bells for me. Um, and I just think now it is probably best, probably best everyone does have a fresh start. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 look, I'm, I'm, swinging from one extreme to the other there. Like, I mean, I was proper Sam in on Wednesday and now I'm saying I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily that he's going. And I don't think it's a bad thing if obviously if a manager like Chris Wilder comes in, but yeah, it's, um, I'm sad to see him go though, genuinely. I am sad to see him go, um, mm. but yeah, I think it's tight. I think it's tight. I do think it's time now. I think it's time for a fresh start, regroup, go again. New manager, as Sam says, a younger manager, um, an ambitious manager, hopefully a manager that will stick around, love a bit of longevity. Um, I think that's probably the right thing now. And I think, and maybe I'm reading too much into the O'Shea and Robinson stuff, but yeah, I just think a new manager gives everyone a fresh slate, so a clean slate. So O'Shea, Robinson, Carlin Grant, Romaine Sawyers, Jake Livermore, Cedric Kippra, um, yeah they've all got a fresh start now mm. um, and maybe that's not a bad thing it's probably yeah. a good thing
0: one thing that has Erks fans and I only realised I only found out these quotes literally before recording like instantly before recording one of the questions kind of mentioned this um, and it was Allardyce almost backtracking on his initial statement saying that if the budget was right he'd go to the championship he was speaking on TalkSport and like I said this is completely new to me he, he essentially said that he wasn't telling the truth when he was saying that initially. It was always the fact that if the club were relegated, he, he was going to stay. He wasn't going to stay, sorry. Yeah. And that, to me, is something that has irked fans. And obviously, you can understand why. Do you think him saying that he's off before the end of the season and then maybe you know this coming out before the Leeds game... Do you reckon that that will have affected the performance of the players against Leeds because they would obviously think, well, clearly he doesn't care about us now.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it affected the players, the performance of the players against Leeds, hundred um, percent. I've been told this before. I've been told this by players in the past. I've been when when
0: it's when human we, nature that is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's human nature. It's when players know that the manager isn't staying and they often know in a build up to a second if you know what i mean do you know what i mean by yeah. that yeah yeah so, so obviously rumors start circulating there's the bookies have always got odds on who's going to be the next manager to leave players when they sense you can sense a second you can smell a second they know things change at the training ground they they, they can start to pick up when the managers on borrowed time yeah. and without a doubt it affects their performances um not not consciously um but subconsciously when they know that the man who who's their a player's career is in their manager's hands it is yeah. they don't they don't play if they don't pick them so if they know they're losing that power if they know they're not, it, it just affects them. It does affect them. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it affected the league's performance yesterday um, without, without a shadow of doubt. The same thing with the budget has been sort of really, really unhelpful. I mean, I, 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 I watched that watch. When I want to say watch, because I put it on YouTube because I didn't know he was going on talk sport. So, you can, like, you can, on YouTube, it's like good talk sport. You can rewind it. Mm. Um, so, I, I, I watched. interview and um, yeah he he effectively said he was just getting through the presser Um, Uh,
0: do you want do you want the actual quotes because I've got the actual quotes here if you want them yeah go on go on so uh, he said uh, and I quote it's nothing to do with that I was only telling you something to just to get by we were in discussion and I was thinking about it then I wasn't actually telling you the truth initially it was always the fact if we got relegated I wasn't going to stay they were pleased enough to see changes we made and the effort we put in. Not just me, but 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 my staff, but all together. Um, I was very appreciative and comfortable running West Brom, which is something sometimes not the case and can be difficult. Things uh, behind the scenes can make things more difficult. I considered it a great length and I really, really appreciated the offer. For me, it's about somebody going in long term and trying to get them into the Premier League and keep them in the Premier League. Um, and then it's a lot of quotes, which we've all kind of seen before. But it's that initial kind of first two lines where he's like, It's nothing to do that, I was only telling you something to just get by. Yeah. That's I mean it's not, it's not great. It's
1: not It's not it's not great, no. I mean so what we understand is that Sam told the club when he took the job if 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 Albin get relegated he's off. Um yeah. then what happened was he did genuinely start to enjoy his time at the club. He, he, he there's no doubt he's had a really good working relationship with Luke Dowling and Ken, the chief executive, and he bedded in and, and and he was enjoying being back in football again. And he, he's actually started to change his mind. Yeah. Having told them he will leave. Um, he, um, said, Oh, I I think he was thinking actually about staying. Mm. Um, and it's weird because I, if you go back through these podcasts, I said I really at the start I really don't think he'll stay if we go down, and then and then I, as the weeks went on, I said no, I think he is growing into it. I think he is enjoying it more. You really got that sort of vibe from him. Um, yeah, and then what's happened is he has eventually decided to to walk away. Um, I was going to make another point, and but I can't remember what it was. Um, but what's really unhelpful from an Albion perspective is, in terms of those quotes, is everyone knows the ownership issue, at Albion. Everyone knows the owners aren't putting in any money. Everyone knows they're self-sufficient. Everyone's worried about the ownership and their ambitions for the club and stuff. So to talk about the budget and then to turn around and say, "Oh, actually, look, I was just trying to, I was just trying to bat it away. I was just trying to get out of the press conference about revealing my future." Yeah you can understand say so we get it Sam you don't want to say you don't want the players to know because you think they'll no, it'll affect their performances that's absolutely fine it was it's just the budget thing at a club like albion is such a sore point um it was just a really bad thing to play a game with and to... surely
0: you'd be better off just like that question just just don't come out with those quotes don't say it don't reveal that
1: well yeah and he sort of he obviously like, realised that later on, didn't he? Like, I...
0: Uh, um, I can't... Yeah. Because he does... He, he almost backtrack a little bit by saying he enjoyed his time there and this and that. And then he's trying to kind of, like... I don't know. It just ca- it came across a bit poorly for me. And it's angered fans. And it's understandable. Me-
1: can you remember... It was probably on the last podcast when we... Remember when Allardyce said initially there'd be a quick decision on his future... Yeah. And, and then we basically had to wait another week for it to find out what was going on. Yeah, And I said to you on this podcast, there was a press conference with him and all the journalists kept asking in different ways. Yeah, So, like, Sky went first and asked him about his future and he gave a vague answer about how he hasn't made up his mind and we'll find out within a couple of days or whatever. We'll find out when... When, when he wants us to find out, we'll find out, basically. Yeah. And then, and then we all had a little, like a little, like go at finding out. So, like I can remember Tom Ross from Talk Sport asked, "But have you got the fight to get Albion back up?" And that, Sam was like, "Why well, you asking about my future? You are asking about my future?" Mm. And I asked Sam, "I like, appreciate you haven't made a decision yet on your future, but you did say in the past that the budget would be key to your future." can you just confirm whether or not you've had assurances about the budget? Which I thought was a fair question and not not really asking about his future. No. And he said, you're asking about my future? You're asking about my future? I've told you I'm not going to answer about my future. So So that is what he needed to do two weeks earlier. He shouldn't have been saying, if it wasn't true, he shouldn't have been saying that about the budget. Mm. You shouldn't have said it, because um, it has caused a bit of a kerfuffle, if we're honest. Um, but look, what we understand, what do we understand about the budget? We, I understand it's going to be compared, I understand that the album's budget is going to be competitive, it's going to be the status quo, basically, as long as everything stays the same, which I believe it will, from what I understand, there's no takeover close. I can tell you that now, mm. a takeover of Albion is not close. Um. So as long as everything stays exactly as it has been, as long as Albion remain completely self-sufficient, they will look, they're going to have to sell a player or two. They're going to have to. They'd be really silly not to balance the books after Covid uh, to try and bring back some of that money. They'd be really silly not to do that um, because a a club now on an even footing is, is rich because everyone else is absolutely riddled with debt yeah so they've got to keep the house in order. They've got to continue to be the well run club they always have been so first and foremost, bring a bit of money in, ease those sort of losses that have happened because of the pandemic, and then on top of that, they'll have money to spend. I'm sure of it they' they're not gonna go crazy, not gonna go crazy but but no club in the championship is in yeah. term in terms of the Championship next season, Albion will have a very competitive budget.
0: Yeah. Um, Question marks over the next manager. The favourite with the bookies, uh, 2-5, to uh, Chris Wilder. Frank Lampard's second in the running at 10-1. to John Terry, 12s. Then Derek McInnes and Mike Lapperton, both 20s. Who's going to be on the shortlist? Is it going to include those names? You'd think Wilder is one where it makes sense all round.
1: Yeah. So Wilder, Wilder is on the short list. That's, I can, that's confirmed. Um, well, I, I know Wilder's on the short list. I don't know. I'm going to obviously try and find out other names on it. Uh, I, I'm pretty confident Frank Lampard's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't, I don't know who did the story, but there was a journalist London Way who did a story. Basically, Lampard would be interested in speaking to West Brom. Um, that story absolutely screamed of Lampard's camp leaking it to that agent that he would like to talk to West Brom. Yeah. Um, which I'm absolutely sure he would. Look, he's probably in the running for the Palace job. Um, would he want the Palace job over the Albion job? Probably, because everyone in football is bizarrely obsessed with the Premier League and think thinks that it is the absolute... Holy Grail of everything, um, but it's a it's a
0: massive job that. Yeah, you could. I mean, it could go one or two ways.
1: It could go one or two ways. Whereas I think, you could, in my mind, you can definitely make a case that I think a manager's going to have to be do a bad job next season for Albion not to be strong. Yeah. Per, I personally think that. So, I think Lampard. Well, anyone really, I would be a hell of a lot more confident at getting Albion in the playoffs next season than I would be at getting Palace above 14th. Yeah. And if you're in 14th or, or below, then you're in a relegation battle really, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and it's all about timing. So I think, I personally, I think you can make, I can think you can easily make a case that um, the Albion job's more attractive than the Palace job. Um, but that said, people are absolutely obsessed with the Premier League. Um, so yeah, for me, they're the two outstanding candidates ish. Um, the outstanding candidate for me is Chris Wilder. Um, I'd be, I'd be excited for Lampard, I'll get and obviously, I'll be I'll get behind any manager that I'll be in a point, really. By one man who everyone will know who that is. Um, um, so. I think Wilder's amazing. I, I've got hand on heart. I think Wilder's amazing. I think he's an absolutely amazing manager. Um, what he did at Alfredon, what he did at Northampton, what he did at Oxford, what he did at Sheffield United. He's had one bad season in 20 years. Yes, the recruitment last year was disastrous. Yes, Sheffield United had a really poor season. But I tell you what, they never lost spirit, did they? No. They, they, they always were playing for him. Um I think he got a little bit found out with his 352. I think he got really unlucky with injuries and I think his big money signings, Ream Brewster, for example, didn't come off for him. And I think they're the reasons why. But there is so much more, in my opinion, to Chris Wilder than a 3 5 2 and one or two bad signings. Mm. He is a phenomenal boss. Um and in my opinion we'll we'd be really lucky to have him. Um so I've sort of nailed my colors to the mass there. like I've, I, I'm definitely Wilder in Lampard, I think were big or a good point a good point as well actually like I, I think everything gets everything's so neg- like, everything's so negative about managers like i I've put, I I've put together a piece last week for managers who I think are under consideration, which were Wilder, Frank Lampard, Appleton, Eddie Howe. Yeah, And like, everyone's like, so negative about all the managers. So like, Wilder, best manager in England for the last 20 years is CV shows. Yeah, best manager, yeah, like, yeah. like unbelievable. But everyone's like, oh, the 3-5-2. Oh, he's atrocious when you spend money. Ah, oh, Sheffield United are even worse. Like, they finished bottom, they were dreadful. Wilder's, blah, 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 blah. Loads of people like, Wilder, no. Then you like look like Frank Lampard. And I was like a bit guilty of this with Frank Lampard. I was a bit like, well look at Chelsea since he left, like they've absolutely flown. Um he spanked all that money on players like Timo Werner and Havertz. They're obviously good players, but haven't cut it. Loads of players came out at Chelsea and said he got that job too soon. Um And he sort of he seems tarnished, but you're like and you look at it and he did a fairly good job at Derby. Like he did he got them sick, got them to a playoff final. Mm. It was only par because they finished sixth the year before. Yeah, but but one thing I'd say is Darby have fallen apart since he left.
0: True.
1: Um, which is a which is a tick in Lampard's box, and also he did a, he got to Chelsea fourth in the Premier League and to the FA Cup final in his first season.
0: Yeah, with a transfer embargo as well.
1: With a transfer embargo, so it's, that is a that is a damn good job, you know. Like that's all right, and then. Appleton, I won't go into Appleton much because he's not really getting a lot of negativity. But like Eddie Howe, I don't know if Eddie Howe's on the list or not, but again, I don't know where Eddie Howe goes next, bar Celtic.
0: Yeah, I think but, I think a, a lot of people are thinking he goes Celtic. Or, I think it's n- nearly done.
1: Yeah, but it's been nearly done forever.
0: Like yeah.
1: Everyone thought he was going to be announced and then he sort of backtracked from it, didn't they? Maybe he'll go Palace, but... Look at Eddie Howe, and everyone's like Eddie Howe, oh god, he spent fifteen million on Jordan Ibe and, and twenty million on Dominic Slanke, which don't get me wrong, they're dreadful signings. He did absolutely like mess that up. But you look on his look at his achievements as a manager. Multiple promotions from the Football League. Like he took Bournemouth through the divisions, um, and then kept Bournemouth there for a long time. Played some really good football along the way. Mm. Good manager. Like, they're good managers, these people. They're they're really good. Um, But there's so much negativity around them. It's like if one manager, a lot of people seem to be focusing on the bad of the managers rather than the good. But hand on heart, with the exception of Pep Guardiola, I don't know who you'd go for. Like, if we appointed Jose Mourinho, there would be criticism. Everyone would say he's had his day, wouldn't
0: they, though? Jose and the Championship.
1: But it's true, though, isn't it? Like, no-one's jumping for joy if they get Jose now. It's like, oh, well, Jose 10 years ago, maybe, but Jose now, no, like, no fans. Yeah. We're not going to get Pep. We're not going to get Max Allegri. Ancelotti's happy at Everton. Club Although, like,
0: uh, Ancelotti's not done a brilliant job, if, if, if I'm being honest.
1: Well, I'll see how they go next season, I would. Um, But we are where we are in the, in the, in the food chain. Like, I don't know who... I don't know what more... I
0: think it's a damn good list. Yeah. A couple of other interesting names. Do you want to guess what odds Slaven Bilic is to return? <laughs> oh, he's
1: probably like 25 to 1 or something. Oh, you've nailed it, 25 <laughs> to 1.
0: Slavica Jukanovic, also 25. Valerian Ismail, um, who did a great job at Barnsley. Uh, he can be found as short as 8 to 1, but also as long as 25. Um, Alex Neal, 50 to 1. Steve Cooper, 50 to 1. Di Matteo returned for him 50 to 1.
1: I suppose Cooper's 50 to 1.
0: Uh, he can be as short as 20, but I think it's the fact that he's in a playoff final.
1: Yeah, if I mean, you... 20s would be fair. 20 to 25s would be fair.
0: If he uh, goes up, then.
1: I don't think either of them will be the next Abbey manager, but I'd say Steve Cooper's got a better chance than Slaven Bilic.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah,
0: Bucky's say? Eh? Yeah, it's an interesting list, put it that way. Um, but, I mean. They are gonna have a big task when they come in whoever it is
1: you have a mass- yeah a massive task a massive task um massive task but do you know what like
0: a great I think it's ta- an exciting one it's a
1: great job it's a great job it's a, like we said it on the podcast last week a manager comes in and they don't want to be they want to make their mark they want to stamp their authority on the team mm. and and Albin, Evan, we keep saying it's a big rebuilding job, and it's a big job, but do you know what it is? It's a big job. It's not a big rebuilding job. It's not it's not actually a rebuild, I don't think. You've got it you're halfway to a rebuild. That's the truth of it. You're halfway. Mm. Um I don't think Albion are gonna need a goalkeeper next because I I think either Sam Johnson will be in gold, or I think David Button, Alex Palmer, or well, or Josh Griffiths will be. Josh Griffiths is very young. It wouldn't really be a yeah. in him, I don't think.
0: But I, I agree with you there. I think the goalkeeper situation, if, even if Johnston goes, I don't think you need a new one.
1: I don't think they need a back five. Back four, sorry. I'm thinking of the goalkeeper. But they don't need a back four, I don't think, personally. I think those players are good enough in the Championship. I really, really do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you need a midfield. My God, you need a midfield. And you probably need a striker, in my opinion. But you don't need... It's not not a whole rebuild, it it
0: isn't. No, it's just that midfield, isn't it? I think people look at that midfield and go, we need a whole new one. Yeah, but... You you do have players there who've got pedigree in the Championship, Romaine Sawyers, Jake Livermore, but you you look at that and you say, well, are those players going to be... Can you reintegrate those players? That's the question. Will a new manager come in and say, look, I don't really fancy this midfield. I want to go with one of my own. And they definitely need a holding midfielder. I know they got. I know they got away without one last time they went up. But they definitely need a holding midfielder.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's a question mark for all those players in terms of Jake, Romain, Carlin, Grady, um, because it they have been on pause for a long time, and they are human beings. Like you can't just press play and expect them to go like. There, there are all question marks over so those players, but obviously they are very good players. Like so, I think it should be okay to win the Them back in, you want midfielders. There's no doubt about it. You want midfielders, but I think it's a great. Honestly, I think it's a great job for someone. Um, I think I think it's a fantastic job. You, will love a bit of money. You have a bit of freedom with um wages because there will be players that leave. You mm-hmm. have money, and that's that's a big thing having. A wage budget, not just the, the money to bring players in, but to have enough money to spend on wages. You'll have that because so many players will have left. Um, there's, there's a basis there of a very good squad. So that's, that's a great start for a new manager. I think uh, it
0: helps as well with players like Romaine and Jake, that it is a new manager. It's not Sam Allardyce going down and then trying to reintegrate. Because you, you you have a relationship there already, whether it be good or bad. Jake Livermore and Romaine saws will go well. You didn't want me in the prem, now you want me. Whereas now it's going to be a new manager, and they're going to say, "Look, Jake, look, Romaine, I want, I want you as a key player in this team."
1: Agree. Yeah, it's that's the big plus of Sam going is that all those players have got a fresh start. I do think perhaps the one criticism of Sam is that he is a bit too old school. Yeah, I think I think there's some players who need an arm around the shoulder. Um, and I don't know if Sam's great at that if I'm honest like Sam always says in his presses he said it a few times I was a, I was impressed by it really but in hindsight I'm not sure he said he's never dropped a player the players drop themselves Yeah, because he can see the data and everything on them and their stats and stuff but sometimes you need an arm around the shoulder um, you need that support to help you get you back to your best and yeah, I don't know if Sam's great at that. Yeah, and I think some of those players, maybe Grady, maybe Carla, maybe Romain, maybe do need an arm around the shoulder from time to time, and maybe need to feel wanted. Um, and that's how you get the best out of them. So I think yeah. a new manager, a new manager, could be good for a lot of players.
0: Mm. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the black country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sanwells Children's Trust and encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on to the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or call 01902 553818. Right, it's it's been a long old season, Joe. It's been a little bit of a slog with our fans, but we're going to quickly review the campaign. Um, I've got five points here. The first one: your favourite moment of the Premier League campaign. What's your favourite moment? I've come up with one as well for each of these bar one.
1: You always say this is unfair because you always do these little games, but then I'm on the spot and you get to think it through.
0: So what I do is I'll give you mine and it'll give you time to think about one and maybe like mine or kind of jiggy your memory of it, maybe another one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's mine's be... mine's a bit off kilter. People probably wouldn't have suggested this. Mine only comes. I mean, it was like midweek when Declan Rice hit the post in that penalty spot. The noise was yeah. just wonderful because i saw I, I was obviously watching the game um and when declan was stood up for that you could see the fans not only behind the goal they were doing that thing where they kind of waved trying to put him off that warmed my heart <laughs> um but then when he hit the post the roar oh it was just it was wonderful to hear and you can you can have the best season in the world or the worst season in the world but just having fans there, oh my God, it just, it was a great moment for me.
1: Yeah, and fair play Declan Rice because he tweeted after the game, didn't he? That yeah, Alton he took it well. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He, that was brilliant. Yeah, the fans were turning. I mean, just talking about it very, very quickly. I This is going to sound crazy because I've missed fans so much, but, like, don't, I was really excited to go to the West Ham game. I, the, But I'm always excited to go to games. So, like, I'm always excited to go to games. I was more excited to go to the West Ham game. I was, like, texting people and that, and I was, like, I'm really excited. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait to go to the game. Then I got there. Oh, my God. Like, I wasn't expecting how I felt. I just Mm -hmm. wasn't expecting it at all. Like, even though I knew I'd missed it, like, I didn't know. So like me and Joe Chapman from Birmingham, where I went for a beer before the game. Yeah. So that's obviously you haven't been able to do things like that. This is that's just a simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go for a beer before game standard. We walked to the ground, and burger vans, mate. Yeah. The smell of burger vans and the people behind them. They were so happy. They were so happy to be in their burger vans mm. selling burgers. They were just so happy to be back. Program sellers, I mean, I tweeted all this out. Everyone would have seen my tweet, but program sellers, like things you don't, you don't even think of. Like, I never in a million years thought I'd miss program sellers shouting, programs, bro, like, never think about it. But it hasn't been there. It just hasn't been there. And then, like walking in, but with other people we've just walked into the ground and there's been no one there we've just literally walked in so but with no it's like walking into a library really no no atmosphere nothing just it's just like walking into any other place mm. just like walk what it's like walking into sainsbury it's it just as it's there's nothing it's like a, a, it's just a non-event so to walk around a football stadium with fans there was so emotional and then then when i got in there was loads of staff that hadn't been there for ages because obviously they didn't need as many staff didn't need as many stewards because mm-hmm. there was no fans there and then like then the noise like oh my god when the players run out like oh it's amazing amazing honestly I, I was so honestly i was genuinely emotional and i was not wasn't the only person saying it like john percy from the telegraph he was like this is really emotional i was yeah. like hey I, i'm with you like." I, it is absolutely incredible. Um
0: he's hoping I'll be 100% capacity next season.
1: Was a few absolute knobheads at Leeds. Yeah. Oh god. Those clubs. Honestly for, for it's not there's not much difference between Leeds and Wolves for me. Not much difference at all. Dirty is the word. Ah <laughs> oh, Some absolute idiots. I was going to tweet that um, the atmosphere is good, but it's not Hawthorne's good. Yeah. But I thought Leeds are full of absolute, they'll hammer me for that. Um, So I just left it. But yeah, 90% of um, the fans at Leeds were brilliant. There was 10% of them weren't,
0: though. Yeah, there's always a minority at every club. Um, Yeah, but some clubs have got a bigger minority. Yeah, talking about wolves. Oh my god! Imagine being out of ground for what fifteen months, and then like racial abuse. Come on, absolutely embarrassing. It's disgusting. Not only like, no, it's the fact that you've spent so long out of grounds, you finally get an opportunity to go in there and you do something like that. It's despicable. It's vile in any circumstance. It shouldn't. It needs to be completely stamped out. It's brain but dead, you, mate. You've been away from the game for that long, and you get yourself. You go and do that. Come on. That's, people like that are not needed in day to day society. It's absolutely despicable. It's disgusting. Um and the fact that someone would have been dying for that ticket. Another like you I mean, Wolves only had forty five hundred in at Molyneux because of coronavirus, you know, social distancing and stuff. It's uh, not to mention it's Nuno's final game. I know this isn't a Wolves podcast. It's Nuno's final game. It's most meant supposed to be an emotional day. He's I mean wh- we're covering Albion here, but obviously we respect the job that he's done there. And you go and do that, and someone could have had that ticket and been respectful. It's just vile. Absolutely disgusting. Um, but you've escaped the question. Favourite moment, Joe?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's what we were doing. Um, you've had plenty
0: of time to think now. You can't moan about that.
1: Obviously, the fans thing. I can't say I've ever been emotional, really, like that. So, it is the fans thing. But if my favourite moment, bar the fans was, and bar that walk into the ground for West Ham, was... Um, Chelsea
0: away. Yeah. 5-2. Um,
1: brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Worst moment. I've gone... And it's funny you mentioned Leeds here. I've um, gone when, when Leeds came to the Hawthorns and absolutely <coughs> trounced Albion. Because they were, they were at an all-time low then, the baggies, in terms of like results and performances. And Sam others just come in and it's taken a while for him to get his methods across. And it was just the discrepancy between two teams that went up less than a year before and they were just miles ahead and it just it it, for me that was a big low
1: yeah I agree I felt like yesterday to be fair like the the difference between Leeds and Albion I mean it's chalk and cheese and like they're they're streets ahead of us now Mm. I genuinely believe Albion should have won the championship last year no one will convince me otherwise they were top for way longer than Leeds were um but, yeah, Leeds are a different league now, literally. Um, lowest moment for me, worst moment for me, whatever you said, it was um, sitting in my car park at the Etihad, having found out Slaven Bilic had just been sacked um, wow. while he was travelling on the coach home. Um, I think probably a lot of people saw the video we did. After that game, I was genuinely angry and genuinely upset. Um, I think look as we sit here now we know there are things Slavin should have done differently everyone knows that Um, recruitment last summer wasn't great I just don't understand the fitness thing Um, but unbelievable bloke unbelievable bloke
0: Mm.
1: absolute smashing bloke he really is Um, and he did a great job and he achieved one of the most important promotions in Albion's history if Albion go up next season Slav and Bilic will be a big reason why Yeah, people need to remember that um, so yeah like that was my low point I was crushed
0: yeah um, favourite goal mine uh, was and it's another recent one Pereira versus Arsenal and I know you said it was just as good as Grady's against Everton But I don't know, for me, it was a player who's. He kind of blossomed in the Premier League. And that was, I mean, that was almost a cherry on top of of some of the performances we'd seen from him. The way he just kind of carried the ball forward. No other Albion player really looked like scoring. It was a big game in terms of Albion needed to avoid defeat. Uh, And obviously, they didn't manage that in the end. But it wasn't through one to try and from Pereira. And the goal was just. Superb. I would have loved it. I would have loved it to have been with fans there, even if it was just away fans, because it was. It was a special goal for me. I mean, f- over the season, um, probably a close second would be Callum Robinson's volley against Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not very good at remembering these things. I'm not very good at remembering goals. Um... I'll go Pereira Arsenal. I'll just be boring and go with you. Okay, fair enough. That right. is probably the best goal of the season, isn't it? I can't think of a better goal than that.
0: Yeah, Unle- unless you count Grady's as a equal.
1: Yeah, I think Pereira's was probably slightly better, but I don't want to downplay Grady's either because that was a great goal. Yeah. The thing is, it came. Grady's goal came when we got fresh five two at Everton, and Pereira's goal comes on the day we get relegated. So. Yeah. I mean, touch. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if we need to know about the season, really, didn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, OK, this is one I've skipped. Best ground, because I haven't been at every game. And it's 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 something that's obviously, you know, it's I would love to have been at every game. But the way things are with the pandemic, it's, it just couldn't be the case. Uh, but you, Joe, have been at a lot of games. So what was your favourite Premier League ground?
1: So the only ground I didn't go to was probably the one that would win this, which was the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, yeah,
0: co- I did do that one.
1: I had COVID then. Um, so my favourite ground this season, do you know what? It actually inspired me to start a new game of Football Manager, although I've not played it because I'm too embedded in my Russian Olympic save. Oh, um, okay. But, um, yeah, Arsenal. Oh, nice. Uh, I love the Emirates. think it's great. think it's absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Especially as it's like twenty years old or whatever it is, like you walk in and you're like, could be could have been built yesterday. It's quality, yeah. good ground, quality.
0: Um, last one, player of the season. Um, for me, it's between two names. You could you could pick one or, one or the other. I went for Pereira, but I completely understand if you would go for the other one.
1: Yeah, it obviously it's between those two. Whoever gets it, I don't really know how to split them really. Yeah. Um,
0: if you could split the award, Pereira and Johnson would walk away hands down. Both having won it.
1: Do you know what? I'm gonna give it to Sam Johnston. Fair. And the reason why I'm gonna give it to Sam Johnston is because before the start of the season, he did an interview with, I think it was the Independent, it might have been the Times, I can't remember, it's a national newspaper. And in that interview, he said he wanted to make it in the England squad.
0: Mm.
1: And even me as a Sam Johnston fan sort of was like, not like, I'm obviously glad you've got ambition, but I don't know if, mm. if it, maybe that's a step too high. Whereas now I genuinely think he should be in the England squad. And he probably will be in the England squad, um, so I think that's remarkable. So to achieve that, isn't that amazing achievement, really?
0: Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, the only re- or well, the reason that that it seems much more likely now is because obviously Nick Pope's, I think he's been ruled out now, hasn't he? Um, or either that, or he's either a serious doubt knee injury. Um, yeah, but a
1: year ago, if
0: he wasn't even close he was wasn't he? even
1: close if we're being honest like he wasn't close there'd have been other keepers ahead of him that he would, now he's yeah now he's definitely in in, in, in the conversation always so he's, he's without doubt fourth choice isn't he at the moment yeah um, I, I don't think
0: he's a million miles off Henderson either because he seems to be I mean there's question marks over his future at United
1: yeah yeah I got, I mean and if Johnson does get a move and if he continues the way he has been then yeah, he's going to be hes gonna be staying in that England
0: squad. Hmm. Uh, right, questions. We'll get on to a quick batch of questions before we finish up. First one comes from Dan Barnett. Do you think Sam Johnston suffers from a case of nerves when in front of fans? I think he's a great keeper and he's been our player of the season for me. He's just got so much stick from fans whenever they're around. He's only human, so surely it would affect his form. Did make a mistake... Um, against Leeds fans were there so you could maybe put two and two together do you think it does affect them a little bit not at all not at all just a bit uh, of an off, an off day with that free kick
1: I, I, think, I think it was intensity um, I think it, I think every Albion player not every Albion player I'll say Connor Townsend Kyle Bartley Matt Phillips Darnell Furlong they played with intensity yesterday but I think that the vast majority of others they, they were 10% off it mm. Um I'm not saying they would, I'm not saying they were like not trying, I'm just saying like I think psychologically, Sam going, relegation, season over, not wanting to get injured, blah blah blah, all these things can combine to players subconsciously underperforming and I think I think that happened with Sam Johnson yesterday, to be honest, in that moment in time. Mm. I think he was not as focused, switched on as he has been in the other thirty seven games. I think that's what happened. Leeds fans are close to the ground, are close to the pitch. They're right on top of him, and he would have been getting some stick. But for me, no. I mean, I I thought Sam Johnson was brilliant last season. I don't I don't think he got enough credit last season. But the thing is, last season there was a lot of games he didn't have a lot to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I always thought when Albin needed him, he came up with some big saves. So
0: um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Fair. Jazz Randauer. Uh, what sort of valuation would Lie and Co accept to sell the club?
1: I wish I knew, mate. I wish I knew. Um. So a lot of questions about Lie. Obviously, we say this every week. Questions that need answering. Until they are answered, there's going to be skepticism, concern, worry in the fan base. Um, I'm not the only journalist that covers West Bromwich Albion. Like, right, I'm not. There's others out there. There's journalists who are financial football experts and there are journalists that work for national newspapers that have plenty of time to look into these things, but everyone is banging their head against the brick wall with it. Everyone is banging their head against the brick wall with it. What I will say is, I think it's all early out there, to be honest. I think a lot of people know probably what I'm talking about, but I'm having a meeting with S4A tonight, Mm. shareholders for Albion. Um, That Mm. is to do with... Uh, the loan Jeremy Peace took out um, yeah. when a couple of all those years ago um, when he was in charge of the club. So there is a bit out there about that at the minute. I'm, I've got to obviously always be careful what I write. So I want to, we're going to have a meeting of S4A before we, we go further with that. But yeah, lots of financial issues at the club. Oh, Gouchan, if you just give me 15 minutes of your time, it could solve an awful lot of bother, but it seems impossible.
0: Yeah. Uh, Spencer George, are the club preparing for a full return of fans in August? Uh, So, August or September, sorry. Or are they still working toward the assumption it will be limited capacity?
1: Do you know what? I don't know. It's a very, very, very good question. Um... And something I will start to look into. I, I mean, I haven't looked into it at all um,
0: recently. Um, it's one that will definitely be emerge over the summer for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's a good question. Um, an interesting one. Yeah, something to... I'll try and find out. Well, mm. yeah, We will find out, but yeah. It'll be, we'll look into that.
0: Yeah. Beauty Baggy, has HRK staked a claim for a contract extension? <laughs>
1: Alright, so I wanted to talk about HRK last week, right, but I didn't we didn't get around to it. Um so just gonna say it as it is, I think he's class. I think how Robson Carney's class. I've said it before <laughs> on this podcast. Like so I'll say it again, I get a lot of stick for it. I'm really, really, really annoyed, right? And if anyone who doesn't believe me, right, um Alistair Jones, my friend, I'm setting up a new podcast with Joe Chapman, who's also on that podcast. Um and should be my arch-enemy rival, but I say it every week, he's just too darn nice. So we just go for beers now, um, before games. Um, I said to them, before the Liverpool game, I was so pleased HRK's starting, because I think he's quality, and I think he deserves another another year, right? And I was going to tweet it. I was going to tweet, I'm so pleased HRK. And then I thought to myself, don't do that, because it is Liverpool. It is Liverpool, probably going to get tonked. So I didn't say anything, HRK pops up with a goal, <laughs> and I'm gutted I didn't say anything. If anyone doesn't believe me, which is fair enough, I can understand why you wouldn't believe me, Alistair Jones, Joe Chapman, they will have my back. I'm always harping on about how great I think Ham Robson Carnum is, um, to the point where it's like a running joke between me and Joe. Like I said multiple times yesterday, I think we would have stayed up if HRK had started every week. <laughs> um but genuinely, I am a HRK fan. There's a lot of fans who are not having him. I don't know why. I think it goes before my time at Albion. So, like, I've, I said to you, I used to the a podcast last season. I've only ever seen how Robson Karno was a world-beater because he was brilliant last season. Yeah. He scored 10 goals. His hold-up play is ridiculous. He links the play really well. I think he's a really good player. Um, I think before then, maybe, I don't know, because I didn't watch Albion very much or I only saw sort of highlights, really. I watched, uh, I always saw the highlights, but there's only ever highlights. I was always at Walsall Games. Um, I think maybe there's like some, a lot of fans are not having Hal robson Carney. <laughs> For me, I generally think he's a really good player. Um, and I would give him another year. i give him another year based on the fact that I think he's, he's an option. I think he's a very different type of player to a vast... A, a lot of forwards and also he um, there is going to be a, a, a big overhaul of players this summer yeah. um, and I think having that stability would would help I think I think he's like a fine wine I think he's getting better and better with age he's got 10 goals last season in the championship personally I think he he would have got more there was a time he should have got in the team earlier than he did in my opinion. He should have probably got in about a month earlier. I think if he got in a month earlier he would have got a couple more goals. Mm. Um I think play him and he'd get twelve goals, twelve he could get twelve, ten, twelve goals again in the championship. I don't think you'd turn your nose up for that.
0: No.
1: I think he's technically really good. I just don't get the I just don't get it. There's I obviously like a a discrepancy between how good I think he is and how angry he does make a lot of fans, but I do genuinely think he's a good player.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting one I think the fact that he was picked up on a free, and the fact that he might not be ridiculously big ridiculously quick or he's just a bit of, a good at he's good at a little bit of everything and I think he doesn't stand out and that's probably what fans quickly kind of get on his back about but um, he's certainly I mean I think he's shown he's got he's still got enough to offer um, I guess we'll see what the new manager thinks of him whoever it may be Um, Leo Watkins would you rather be a football journalist for the rest of your life or get the chance to manage your team for three seasons but after that have no involvement in the game ever again
1: I I replied to this message saying it's the best best question we've ever had we've had some good food questions
0: to be fair we haven't had any any good food
1: questions we haven't had any good food questions this is the best question we've ever had what would you do
0: I think I'd take the management role (laughs)
1: yeah so the the in terms of... The, I've just got one issue with the question. When he says no more involvement, as in does that mean we can't even be fans anymore?
0: No, no. You can, I'm, I'm taking it that you can't work in it anymore. By no involvement, it means you can't work in football anymore. I think... And this is the way the question's worded is. You're in there for three seasons and then you have no involvement in the game ever again. Does, does that mean you're terrible for three seasons or does it mean I'm that good of a manager... I'm so good. We like, I take charge of my favourite club, uh, Aston Villa Football Club, for the record. Win so, the Premier League, first season, Champions League, second, third season, win them both. And then I'm like, I'm calling time.
1: That ain't more something there, isn't it? You've got to be realistic. I know it's obviously a hypothetical question, but you've got to have some element of realism to it. So what would actually happen is I would get the Albion job. I think they should give it to me anyway. I'd definitely get them up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'd definitely get them up. We'd probably flirt between 18th and 17th second season. Yeah. it would. I, I would lead them to a very, very dramatic final day survival. Yeah. We, in the 85th minute, we'd be relegated. But in the okay. 93rd, we'd survive. Okay. It'd, it'd be one of them. It'd be tops off, running around. It'd be very, very dramatic. Um, and then the next season, we'd finish like 14th. That'd be, that would be, if, if Luke Dowling's listening, that would honestly, what would be what would happen if he gives me the job. Um, no, if it's no involvement and I just have to then go get a normal job, then I'm definitely taking three years as a manager. Yeah. I think. If Plus, it's
0: in- <laughs> the wage is better.
1: Well, it's not about the money, mate.
0: No, no, but three years of a football manager, I'm pr- I've, I'd argue you're pretty much set. Three years in journalism. No disrespect to our employers, who are very good employers. Pay us dreadfully. Pay us dreadfully. We just <laughs>
1: have massive pay rises,
0: mate. <laughs> if you say so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm, I just think the money would be a bit better. Oh, so i was thinking be,
1: about it. That's such a boring answer. Because no, no, the, no.
0: Like, don't get me wrong. The love of it's still there. But I mean, after three years as a professional football manager in the Premier League you're pretty set. Like, I could, I... I could, oh, this is the issue. I can't even move into punditry after.
1: No, no.
0: Oh. Yeah, I'd still probably do that. The glory would just be too much of a draw. The worst one would be, you get in, you keep the club around where they are. I'm talking about me here. Next season, you struggle a bit, but they stick with you in the end the and then the third season you get relegated. You don't want that.
1: True.
0: I'm not sure if I'd back myself either. I don't think I know enough about football.
1: If if your predictions are anything to go by, you definitely don't.
0: Yeah, Newcastle finished 12th, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? I couldn't believe it yesterday. I had to double-check the Premier League table. I'm double-checking it now. Um, Yeah, they finished 12th. Can you believe that?
1: Inspired by you.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm just... Maybe punditry isn't for me. Maybe I should go into coaching. I, could, I can clearly inspire players.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, good question. Good question. Um, Great question. Callum Blake, when do you expect a new manager to be announced? It needs to be quick.
1: I feel like I've spoken too much in this podcast. I feel like I'm getting really like, this is, long.
0: This is the last question.
1: And I, and I just feel like I'm getting over and over long-winded answers to that. I don't know why I can't stop talking, but... Um right so it doesn't need to be quick it needs to be right
0: um it could, it could do with being a bit quick though
1: I disagree like Slav and Bilic came in relatively late
0: um I'd like to see it done within 2 weeks personally
1: I think and I think Albion would like to see it done within 2 weeks um if I'm being honest I think they'd definitely like to see it being done within 2 weeks I think every, look the, the earlier the manager comes in the better um but it doesn't need to be early. Like, there's a danger, this has happened before in the past, where like the longer things go on, people get whipped up by it. It starts to cause like a storm of, oh, what's Luke Dowling doing, and what's this person doing, and what's that person doing, and why are they not getting on with it? Why are they just... like The season finished yesterday. Mm-hmm. The playoffs, I don't even know when the playoff final is, is probably... A week on Saturday. It's normally like ten or twelve days after the semi-finals.
0: Yeah, it's normally yeah.
1: a. It's not like normally the weekend after. Nineteen days' time. This is a mental
0: that Euro start. Oh, that is crazy. Oh, I can't cr- wait. I can't wait for that.
1: That's crazy, isn't it? So, and that'll obviously have a, a knock-on effect to all transfers. Um. Don't get me wrong, I'd be absolutely amazed if Albin hadn't got a manager by the time the Euros start. But
0: It's only five days, by the way, a final.
1: Oh, is it only five days?
0: Yeah, 29th.
1: But I think I think that has to take I think that has to give you a bit of perspective to the situation as we are now. We don't know the 20 teams in the Premier League next season. No. We don't we don't know the 24 teams that are going to be in the championship next season. Like it's not. Albin are in a very healthy position in the sense that. As much as Sam Allardyce, um, umdenard, umdenard, and we didn't know what was going to happen, we've known that there was, for a very long time, that it could go either way. So as soon as that became clear, Albion would have started making plans um, and looking at potential managers. So they've had a few weeks head start, really. from what i understand they're finalizing their shortlist they've now started contacting managers they're going to interview they are going to interview um i don't know if you remember last time around when sloven Bilic got the job everyone thought chris hutan was going to get it yeah and then sort of Slaven came out of absolutely nowhere um impressed luke Dowling, and, and he got the job um so alvin wouldn't rule that out happening again because obviously Bilic was the right man at that time. So they will interview. Um, we we both think Wilder and Lampard are probably top of the list. I would find that... If, I, I, if it was me, I'd struggle to see how Wilder couldn't give the best interview of everything he's achieved. Um, probably closely followed by Lampard and someone like Eddie Howe. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think there's a rush. I think I think they will get it done fairly quickly. Um, but the most important thing is getting the right one. Um, and I think that uh, I think there's some cracking candidates. Like, look, there are many people listening to this podcast who want Michael Appleton to be the next manager. But well, Michael Appleton is going to manage Lincoln in that final. Yeah. Um, would most people want Michael Appleton to be interviewed? Maybe. So... Do we have to wait for that game? So could we do a couple of interviews this week and a couple next week, including Appleton maybe? So I think like, we're a long way from next season starting. We're a long way from a friendly. Mm. Um, I think there is, time is, at this moment in time, time is certainly on Albion's side. Um, so yeah, just, i will just say don't panic really. Just let them do their job and let them do it properly. That's the most important thing.
0: Sure is. Um right, that just about does us. I'm sorry, it was a little bit of a long one, but it um it makes sense to do that anyway, but just because this is likely our last one um of the season. We will do an emergency podcast when the new manager comes in. Um but after such a long season, as always, we we take a little bit of a break heading into pre season um myself and Joe will be back um for that uh but there will be an emergency podcast when the the new manager comes in um just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's tuned in over the season um it's i know it's been a tough season for a lot of people people haven't been able to get out of the house and it's always nice when people engage and and say that you know they've really enjoyed the podcast it's one of the the big kind of joys i think me and and, and Joe you'll probably get from doing this um but yeah, unless you've got anything else to add, mate.
1: Uh, just two things to add. One, well, I don't know why, but I didn't realise we'd gone on for so long. I just When you said apologies for going over, I had a little luck because I didn't realise I didn't have the thing on. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I was just chatting away so much today, but I have been. So apologies if I've talked. And secondly, because I've clicked on the timer, I've seen what you've called this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm not buying your kids food. <laughs>
0: I thought you would notice that at the start
1: (laughs) No I did not notice it And you are buying my kids food They're having it in a takeaway box
0: They are not Um, But yeah a big thank you to everyone for tuning in Um, It's been a tough season But we'll be back stronger As will Albion uh, From myself From Mr Joe Massey A fond farewell for now